Sunday of Misra, and today the Gospel is from Mark chapter 3. And in the Gospel of today, there's one verse that I think summarizes all of the readings of today. And that is, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. The strong man in this passage is Satan, the devil. And what about the strong man's house? And what about the strong man's goods? What is that? The strong man's house and the strong man's good, that's us. And that is me. And the idea is that the devil has taken control of me and made his home in me. But that home does not belong to the devil. It is not his. It was not created for him. He's a parasite. The devil's a thief. He's stealing what doesn't belong to him. And he loves to take what is not his. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not let us, like, leave us to be vessels for the devil. The Lord Jesus Christ came to take back the house. He bound the strong man that was living in the house and he plundered his goods. He stole them back. And we were taken back by our rightful owner. And, and now that we've been taken back by our rightful owner, now we've been captured, if you will, now we should do the will of God. Because now, no longer are we bound by the shackles of the devil. This is the message that from all of the readings of today. So, the readings of today show us how God expelled the devil from us so that we can do His will. So, for instance, and I like, like how St. Paul put this in Ephesians 4. St. Paul, he quotes from the Psalms, he says, He led captivity captive. We were in captivity, we were in bondage, in slavery to the devil, but then the Lord has taken captivity and made them captive. He has given us freedom and the ability to do His will. Saint Irenaeus, when he was commenting on this passage, he said, The adversary enticed humanity to transgress our Maker's laws, and thereby got us into his clutches. Like uh, he made like a little bear trap, kidda, and humanity fell in this bear trap and caught us. And thereby caught us into his clutches. With these chains he bound the human will. He bound the human will. And so today is about breaking these chains so that we, we can do the will of God. And the chains that the devil has tied us up with, these are the chains of addiction. These are the chains of maybe past sins. These are the chains of misery or depression. Today is about binding this strong man who is possessing my house. And today is about the expulsion of, or the expelling of Satan from the house. So, let's, uh, those two parts, let's, like, examine those two parts and see, like, where the, what the readings teach us about those two parts. The first is about binding the strong man and the expelling of Satan. 
The first point on this is we need to recognize that there is a devil actively seeking to possess my soul. I know that's very like dark, and, but that's the reality. And I feel that in our culture, we have separated sin from devil. We have separated sin from devil. We forget that the devil is the one sowing evil, planting evil desires, sowing temptation, putting cunning, and putting all of the distress. We forget that, like, uh, we think this is just us by our own thing. No, but there's devils planting things. There's spiritual forces that we are dealing with. That's why I love the Synexar of St. Marina of Antioch. We read it a few weeks ago. And it has a part where she is conversing with the devil. And when she was conversing with the devil, she asked the devil, What are you doing to mankind? What do you do to mankind? And the devil told her this, I am the one... I am the one who makes adultery, stealing, blasphemy, and earthly desires good and desirable to the human. And if I do not overcome him in this, I steer sleep and laziness against him, so that he will not pray and ask for the forgiveness of his sins. So this quote shows us a lot about what the devil is doing to mankind. The quote shows us that sleep and laziness could be the result of demons. But could be the result of like demons. Could be demonic behavior. And that's why any time if you notice you want to do something spiritual, you want to pray, you want to read the Bible, you want to do something... Immediately, when you have an inclination to do something like this, immediately you'll be hit. Oh, I need to respond to this email. Oh, I have to cook dinner tomorrow. Oh, I have to clean this. Or I have to do this. This is no coincidence that this happens every time. This is the work of the devil trying to distract you from anything good. Even, I mean, I'm sure maybe you've heard of the Sunday morning demon. Arfino demon. The Sunday morning demon, this demon terrorizes families every time before they want to come to church. It sows conflict. It sows sleeplessness and like sleepiness. This demon's actively working to disrupt our spiritual life. Another demon is the demon of the noonday. Smatul demon of the noonday. The demon of the noonday, this is the demon of lethargy, like lack of enthusiasm, lack of energy. Just nothing. And it usually hits in the middle of the day. And that's why the church fathers, they say, there's a special prayer, the prayer of the sixth hour. So the prayer of the sixth hour is the prayer at noontime. So at noontime, you pray the prayer of sixth hour to expel the demon of the noonday. My concern at these, at these days is that society normalized kullil kalamda. And now society is more sexualized, society is materialistic. And society doesn't realize that all of this is the effect of demonic activity. The music, the shows that are explicit and sexual. I assure you, Yani and I promise you, this did not come from heaven. Into Tayalo, like in media which shows that did it come from heaven? But we love these things. This is demonic stuff that we love and society loves to eat this stuff up. 
Yani, a few months ago, I took a few youth and we went on a trip to LA, but we, threw, we flew in through Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is very accurately called Sin City. And one thing that struck me about Las Vegas is that the demand for sin is so high. The demand for sin is so high. Like, you can't have enough, like, mishkafeya, like, you need more, like, and they're building constantly. And per my Google search this morning, there's 160,000 slot machines in Las Vegas. 160,000 slot machines. Like, there's demand for, can you, tekhayalo, demand for 160,000 slot machines. And there's so many people that go there as a place of comfort and enjoyment and whatever for a good time. But they don't realize that this city is infested with demons. Like, infested with demons. They call it Sin City, but they don't realize that this is like, in a place infested by demons, there's another name for it. Arfin? Hell. <laughs> and so, yani, people are traveling to hell. Like, why? Why? Yani, like C.S. Lewis, he said something very nice. He said, the more a man is in the devil's power, the less he becomes aware of it. The more a man is in the devil's power, the less he becomes even aware of it. So people go, they travel, they do nice hotels, nice things. Like, I don't yeah, whatever. Like C.S. Lewis is saying, if I don't recognize the forces of the devil acting on me, this is an indication that I am bound by the devil. So the first step to expel the demon is to realize that the de- de- demonic activity around us. So not to be oblivious by the captivity that we might be in. The second step is to call on the Lord Christ. Because he is the only one with the authority to bind the strong man. He's the only one capable of breaking the chains of addiction. You know, there's many ways to relieve symptoms these days. There's therapy, there's self-help, there's mindfulness, there's kumbaya, there's all this stuff out there. But all of these things are relieving symptoms of bondage. Just like if you take medication to relieve like a cold, you're not treating the illness, you're treating the, like the symptoms of the common cold. The medicine doesn't do anything to the actual virus. The underlying illness is still present. The only way to remove the underlying illness is to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to bind the strong man. And you can see this in many stories of the Gospel. It's very easy for the Lord Jesus Christ, He came in, expelled demons. Expelled. Just the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ was casting out demons. And even, it was very easy for His disciples and His apostles to expel demons. Like, uh, when He sent them out on their mission, He said He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And when they came back to the Lord, what did they say? They said, Lord, even even the demons are subject to us in your name. And then the Lord told them, I give you authority to tread on serpents, 
and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and that authority that was given to the apostles that's what we say in the liturgy so that authority has been given to to all of us to expel the demons from our life you have the authority to expel to kick them out and this is the job of the Christian when I think about the job of a Christian what is the job of the Christian the job of the Christian is to expel the demons to cast them out the job of the Christian to be the light to cast out darkness and after Yanni to go back to our Vegas trip after we left Vegas I didn't like I resolved to myself that we will never go back to Vegas with the purpose of going to see a nice hotel or a nice buffet that's what was like our we'll never do that ever again but if we go we are gonna go to share with the people in Vegas the story of the gospel we're gonna go show them the story of Saint Mary of Egypt so all the people there they will see no we don't need to live this way they need to like we will go to expel the demons because that's the job of a Christian not to go there to eat a buffet or to see a nice hotel or whatever job of the Christian should go to to be light to expel the demons but to expel demons is no easy task it is easy but at the same time it is not so easy what do I mean by that in Acts chapter 19 we read about the story of the itinerant Jewish exorcist they saw St. Paul performing exorcisms and St. Paul was very easy for St. Paul and so they thought they could just figure it out and take gum lahena and say it and this would be good for expelling demons and that's what they did so they found a couple of demon possessed people and said we exercise you by the Jesus of whom Paul preaches and then there was other seven sons of Sceva and they did the same thing and then the evil spirit very smart smart evil spirit said Jesus I know Paul I know who are you? Who are you to tell me what to do? And then it says the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So, Yanni, I think we need to try things on how to expel the demons. Awadan, expelling the de- demons requires four things. It needs faith. Like you learn from this story, it needs faith. You know, you've heard all the stories of the cross and how the like Desert Fathers, they cast out demons by the sign of the cross. And people put crosses in their rooms, they can have icons in their room. that's very nice. They can tattoo crosses on their bodies and they can do whatever they want to do. Amazing. I mean, that's not amazing. Don't say, but that doesn't protect you from the demons that doesn't protect you from demons that's very nice but the cross without faith in the cross like a cross without faith in the cross is like a letter T like it's not like it's like I was trying to think is like a gun but without ammunition like if someone pointed an empty gun at me I'd be very scared 
I'd be very scared. But if it's locked and loaded and ready, like, then that's another level of, like, that's, an, that's like ready to, you know? And so I feel that the cross, if it doesn't have faith, is like just like an empty gun. It's scary, that's not like... But when you have faith in it, that gun now is ready to expel. Now that cross is very, very powerful. When you say the name of Jesus with faith, whoo, that can do a lot. But just to have it tattooed on your body or just hang on the room and you have no belief or no trust in it is nice, but could be much more powerful with, with the ammo in it. The second lesson we see in Matthew 17. They brought an epileptic boy to the Lord Jesus Christ and the disciples tried to heal him. But they... They couldn't. And so the gospel says, Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out, and the child was cured from that very hour. And the disciples were a little bummed. Why could we not cast out this, this demon? Why couldn't we heal this boy? And you know, the Lord said some things. He said, this kind cannot come out except by... Prayer and fasting. So prayer and fasting are necessary to expel the demons from my life. And yani, many people these days, they say, I don't feel anything, I don't benefit from prayer or fasting. I don't benefit from prayer or fasting. And I'm not going to, like, we could have a whole series on this, the benefits. But at least one benefit is, is that this kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. So prayer and fasting, one benefit is that it gives you authority over the demons. Yani just one, yani he lists of all, but at least one benefit. By you withdrawing from certain foods, by you... Reaching out to God, God will give you power, will give you grace, will give you strength to cast out demons. One benefit from prayer and fasting. The other, so that's two, so faith, prayer and fasting, two, three. The fourth one, consistency. To cast out the demons, it requires consistency. Sometimes we struggle with sin, and in our struggle with the devil, it's easy to become discouraged and say, I will never be free from sin. I want to be free. I want to be unbound. But every time I fall, I feel like I'm back in bondage. And so you might say, I'm faithful. I prayed. I fasted, but I'm still bound. Why are demons still bothering me? And I think these are like great questions. And I want to share maybe a few stories that might give peace. One of the stories is from the Paradise of Desert Fathers. It was about a desert monk. It said for 50 years he had neither eaten bread nor drunk wine readily. So Tukhayyad like how like 50 years of prayer and fasting. Like very high spiritual level. Spiritual level. level. Then one other Abba came to him and said, If you were to find a woman lying on your mat when you entered your cell, would you think that it is not a woman? He said, No. He replied, But I should struggle against my thoughts so not to, to touch her. Then Abba Abraham said, Then you have not destroyed the passion, but it still lives in you, although it is controlled. 
Again, if you are walking along and you see some gold among the stones and shells, can your spirit regard them all as equal value? He said, no. I would struggle against my thoughts so as not to take the gold. The old man said to him, see, avarice still lives in you, like the greed still lives in you, but it is controlled. Abba Abraham continued, Suppose you learn that two of your brothers, one loves you while the other hates you and speaks evil of you. If they come to see you, will you receive them both with the same love? He said, No. But I should struggle against my thoughts so as to be kind towards the one who hates me and towards the one who loves me. Abba Abraham said, So then the passions continue to live. It is simply that they are controlled by the saints. So even Abraham, 50 years in the monastic life, he still has to like, control his thoughts and to be on guard. So don't be discouraged if like, the temptations are still happening. Of course the temptations, the devil Mishayim had. But the important is that you control your thoughts. The second story is of St. Paul. You know he had a thorn in the flesh. But what's interesting is what St. Paul called the thorn in the flesh. He called the thorn in the flesh... Arshin? He called the thorn in the flesh a messenger from Satan, sent to buffet me. So the amazing thing is St. Paul, the one who is doing exorcists left and right, and casting out demons by like his shadow and handkerchief and this, he has a, a thorn in his side, a messenger from Satan in his side that he can't get rid of. And he prayed to God to take away this thorn. But you know that the Lord said, my strength is perfected in weakness. My grace is sufficient. So God had a purpose for him to be tormented by this thorn in his side, the struggle of the spiritual life is not because God is abandoning you and you are being a slave and you're being destroyed. No, it's actually for your like salvation. That was part one. Part two, very quick, is now that I've been freed from Satan, now I have been unbound by Satan, now I'm free. What should I do with my freedom? I should do the will of God. I should do the will of God. And that's why all of the readings today, there was a focus on the will of God. Many of them through St. Mary. For example, um, and blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. And then the Lord replied to that, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word and keep it. The ones who do the will of God. People were thinking that, oh, St. Mary is so privileged because she got to be the mother of God. And like the incarnation happened from her. And that's a great privilege. But what made St. Mary so great is that she did the will of God. That she did the will of God. And that was also at the end of the Gospel of today. The irony is too, also in the Acts of today... What was the Acts about today? The Acts was about St. Paul and the prophet telling St. Paul that he is going to go bound and chained to, to Jerusalem. 
And so the irony is that I've been telling you is that the whole point is to be unshackled and to be free from the devil. And now the Acts is saying that St. Paul's ready to become bound again. He says, I am ready to be bound and to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Christ. That's doing the will of God. I'm ready to suffer. I'm ready to endure pain. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to, do, to be loving. This is the message of the gospel of today. To be unbound from the satanic temptation and then to be bound by the will of God and want to do the will of God. Yeah? And glory be to God forever. Amen.